computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Welcome to the IBM Keep It Simple Technology Podcast, where each episode we discuss technology but in a simple way. We keep the explanation simple, but what we spend our time on is emphasizing what this technology means to you and how you can best utilize this technology for you and your business. Hello, and welcome to the IBM Keep It Simple Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Inglero. Another episode, another great guest. And this is a friend of mine who I've known for quite some time. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the pleasure today of none other than Anita Hager. I'm getting these Norwegian names right once in a while. CEO of Intech Engineering, family-run company here in Rofos, Norway. And I love driving out here. I, you know, it's almost like a meditation class. It's such a long drive from here. Anita, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you, Thomas, and thank you for coming here. Thank you for being on the show. I mean, I know yesterday you were on another show, so I mean, you are incredibly popular. So with all your popularity, let's jump right into, I think, one important thing that other leaders around the world who listen to this podcast um, want to hear from you, and that is experience. Experience during these times of COVID. Pre-COVID, during COVID, post-COVID, or will we ever get out of post-COVID is probably another good question. But um, first, let's talk, let's just jump. What is Intech? What does Intech do? And we get into that. Yes, Intech uh, is a company that do robotization and automation. Uh, so we help other uh, industry companies to, to make their production more flexible and smart. So robotization, what specific industries? Just so people are... Example, uh, what examples do you have? Well, in Norway, we don't have like a huge industry, but we have a wide one. So we have helped our customer from everything from uh, in the car parts industry to to building uh, automated uh, battery factories for the marine. Really? Okay. Yes, in uh, for both Corvus in Bergen and, and Siemens in Trondheim. But also, you know, for uh, for food with Bama or, uh, or um, potatoes. Even potatoes? Yeah, <laughs> handling <laughs> potatoes. Of or, course, we're in Norway, potatoes, yes. yes. And, and <laughs> other things. So we uh, use our knowledge, you know, from one uh, one sector into another one. Right. And from I remember from our free previous talk many years ago, God, we know each other well now. Um, you take standard robots, re-engineer them, reprogram so they can perform specific tasks that your customer needs. Yes, we don't do... Uh, we don't do like uh, Hillevare, but I don't remember in English what's the name of it. Yeah, we do custom. Custom, yeah. right. So um, no standardized solutions. So uh, when a company wants to have a product and like with the battery factories, you know, the, yeah. the battery is a very living product that changes, you know, will change for the next uh, couple of years or many, many years maybe. And then it's very, uh, then it's the focus to have like a production and sales that can be flexible so that you can change uh, with the product. Right. And that's where you guys specialize, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. So with that type of company where you have to be flexible and innovation is built into your company because every customer has their own requests, they have their own demands and things like that. When COVID came, you as a CEO, how did you handle 
a situation where you're running a company of engineers and innovation and all of a sudden stop everything? I mean, what, what was that like for you? Well, the first I had to was to breathe. Wow. <laughs> because, uh, you know, when, you, when something this big uh, happens, you know, and, and it happens in like in many areas of your life, you know, you're concerned about your kids, you're concerned about what will happen with your parents, then you're also concerned about the, your company and your employees, and, and then you are also concerned, you know, if you have enough toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and every time you go into the media, there are red and yellow, you know, screaming at, you know, danger, danger. <laughs> so, you know, you need, you know, to... My first advice actually is, you know, to take a deep breath and, and you know, start from there. <laughs> but what you're saying is really profound because I've interviewed many leaders for this podcast. And whenever I ask them a similar type of question, right? Uh, you usually get a corporate answer. Well, the first thing we did was we organized together a steering group or something. Um, and that's fine. That's a great answer. Yeah. But your answer is different. Your answer is actually, I think, the most real answer of them all. And that is uh, take a breath. I mean, it's about you look about yourself. You look at your family. I think a lot of people listening now are probably like, oh, yeah, she's normal. She's actually telling the truth, you know. <laughs> yes. Am I supposed to be so corporate or should I be, you know, wow, what am I going to do? What are my kids going to do? My husband, my wife, right? Please continue. I thought yeah. that was beautiful. Because I know that if I can be calm, hmm. I can make better decisions. Because if I am in fear, because it's very easy to get in fear, you know, because there have been sleepless nights, you know, you know, what about, you know, we... We had, you know, to put some workers on unpaid leave. Yeah. Uh, people that have been there for many years, people that I love, uh, and and you know, into and put them into an uncertainty. But also, the company was in an uncertainty, and and um, customers, you know, said uh, put a stop in, you know, us coming to them because of the right. not being uh, affected with the with the COVID. Uh, but so, also, so your customers said, don't physically come yeah, to us because yeah. the COVID, we want you to give us anything. Yeah. yeah, you know, because at that first point, we didn't know anything, you know. Oh, okay, because I thought you were going to say customers said they just canceled orders. But you're actually saying customers say physically don't come to me because you yes. may bring this virus to me. Yes, because uh, we were doing pro in, in the middle of projects, you know, they said, no, don't come to us because, ah. because we are... No one is coming into our building other than our own workers. Okay, this uh, we're talking. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. And and then you had those that you know were either in you know we were almost at the start of a project. They they postponed or cancelled, and even you know big companies, <coughs> big companies within the food industry, for example, who you know we we um, we bought food as ever never before, you know. But even they were uh, insecure because of the whole. The whole, um, yeah, the whole world were concerned, you know, yeah. what will happen? Nobody right. knew. And everyone was waiting, you know, to see what happens. And so, so what is very important is that, you know, because fear is not a good place to come from. Like mm. when you, you maybe you have had those nights when you have woken up in the middle of the night and, you know, everything seems so, you know, uh, hopeless yeah. you know you don't understand how you can come up with a solution yeah. 
and you are twisting and turning, you know, and you are, your heart is racing and, you know, you don't know what to do. And then you finally, you know, wake up and take a shower and suddenly things seems a bit better <laughs> and the sun coming in and you, and then you are starting to get ideas on how you can, uh, can move on. And, and, and because I think that, you know, when you are in the fight flight mechanism with, um, with uh, when you are fear, you know, it's a good thing, you know, because it shakes you up a bit. You get out of the comfort zone, you know, you it's good, you know, to come out of the comfort zone because we people enjoy being in the comfort zone. And that can, you know, trigger you in a, if you do it in a good way into being more creative and finding other solutions that you haven't been thinking about. But if you stay in the stay and fly and the flight and when you stay in being fearful, you will make more uh, not so good choices and you like if you are doing a run you run from a tiger then it's a good thing you know you are in the fight and flight you will run you will run fast mm. but at one point of time you know you will be out of stamina and you will probably want the tiger to eat you soon but if you come into another state you will you can use that you know to do some other solutions and be creative challenge you with very clear advice yeah. most leaders when they're approached in a very stressful situation COVID was an extreme stressful situation mm -hmm. and like you you have an employees have been with you a long time and they pretty much are family because you all are from the local town yeah. you know each other you know each other's kids right um, how do you do you go through do you let the fear kick in and then get through the fear as quick as possible or did you just ignore the fear and go someplace else? And then the question I'm asking behind that question is, what advice can you give to other leaders to do that? Because they would love to do that, but a lot of them just get stuck in the fear. Yeah, I don't think you can, if you put the fear on hold, it will eventually, you will eventually take it into it. So it's actually better, you know, to, to go into it and challenge it. Mm -hmm. And, and I guess people have um, different ways of doing that. But I can have one day when I am really scared. <laughs> but then I try not to be involved with other people. You know, I try not, I don't, I don't, I don't want to bring my fear onto others. Right. While I'm working on my fear to find solutions. And I maybe, I try to do some positive things that can change my my uh, my mood and my reaction you know be out in the nature listen to music you know talk with someone that are optimistic or and to you know so you can turn it and then because because it, uh, what is good with our mind is that we you know when we are triggered in the right way we start being very creative and and find solutions you know our mind wants to find solutions but if we focus on the problem, we will find even more things to, to, to you know, to um, underestimate. No, not underestimate. The other thing, you know, to um, focus on to focus on the problem yeah. instead of the solutions. But you know, again, you're saying things that are very profound. You're actually saying that as a CEO of a successful company, that when you're in a fear-based state, mental state, 
Your advice is it is okay to step away from the business. Separate yourself from other people. Don't so that you don't spread the fear. Yeah. And physically put just isolate yourself or be alone or go for a walk. It's okay to do that. Matter of fact, you're saying you're advised to do that until you're ready to be with people and be the leader and then spread a a virus of success and opportunity versus a virus of fear and depression or whatever. Yes. That's pretty 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 heavy. Wonderful advice. So I can go uh, if I have if, because sometimes you know you get so it gets too much emotions here and inside the body so I need to do something maybe someone would go out for a run or something but sometimes I actually need to go in my room and cry for five minutes just to get it out yeah but that means that I can let it go and then I can start again you know to focus on how do I get out of this that, and now I need to emphasize something really strong to everybody listening or and watching, because this is also on video. Um, what you're saying, men do as well. But then they feel like they're not allowed to and they'll never tell anybody, right? So I talk to a lot of men, a lot of leaders, and they and a very few of them ever admit that they cry. I just want to make sure everybody knows it's okay to cry. It's healthy to cry. It's the express lane through that moment until you can stand back up. So I want to make sure everybody knows out there that you're giving advice not as a woman, you're giving advice as a leader. And this is not a woman thing to cry. It's actually a very powerful method of getting through things. Yeah, it's, you know, I sometimes um, have the example of the car. You know, you have the climate. Yeah. Yes. And and when you stop the car, you know, uh, sometimes it gets, uh, you know, water out under the car, you know, from the climate. Oh, you mean for air conditioning? Yeah, air conditioning. Yes. Yeah, but it's a part. Of, so, right. so the so like crying, that's this way of losing because you are wanting to hold the right temperature, temper, uh, right. temper, uh, like in your life. Yeah. And and the, and the crying is just a release, you know, to to get the temper to stay at the. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So and yeah. that's a that's, that's a car example. So that's it's not, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a woman thing. No, I know, but I, I just want to make sure because you know we had a lot yeah. of male chauvinist men going saying, "Ah, oh, she's a woman, <laughs> she just cries," and I want to make sure I kill that real quick. Yeah, but it's different, you know. To you know, you don't. I don't cry in front of my employees, or you know, it's it's my private space, and you know, you can meditate or you can do whatever. But right. you, but it it because it's individual, you know. How how do I fastest get out of this? get out the steam that I need you to, right. to get into another state. Yeah. And that's life advice, right? Yeah. You do this for all the things that are frustrating you or you're stuck in in life, right? You yeah. Cry through it, go through it. And get because, you know, you know, you know, with me, you know, when I get scared or frightened, you know, something happens, you get an email, you know, some, some customer is mad about something or, or something you have lost or, you know, you get this, like you you stop breathing, yeah. and you you know you crunches your whole body, yeah. and you know it's hard to get out of that state if you just absolutely. don't do anything. Absolutely, absolutely. How do you help your colleagues, your employees, when they're in a similar state? What's your advice as a leader there? Um, well, you know, everyone is individual, but what I try to, you know, no matter what. If they come to me with a problem, I I try, you know, not to go into their problem. Like if they say, oh, this has happened. Oh, my God, what that happened? That is the worst thing that could have happened. Blah, blah. I, I don't go into the drama with them. Yeah. I try to say, you know, I try to remember that 
to breathe and say, you know, okay, this has happened. Let's now focus on how to solve this and it's going to be okay. I don't know how it's going to be okay, but it will be okay. And you give great advice again. <laughs> so let's emphasize what you just said now. Um, when a colleague of yours, as a leader, when you approach a colleague or a colleague approaches you and they have a life crisis or situation, human beings want to give that burden to the leader. Oh my God, this happened. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't focus on that. Focus on, okay, this happened. What, what do you do about it? How do we make this a better situation? Versus going through the whole story and I'm a victim type thing. That's powerful advice. We started off with COVID and we're all over with this. But but this is this is the advice you're giving is really necessary because other leaders have the same problems, especially this one. You have colleagues, some colleagues are very, um, they take up a lot of room with their emotions and feelings. So that was great. So you're, you're on a roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's, let, but let's bring it back to um, being a leader, COVID, dealing with uh, laying people off who are actually family members, neighbors down the block and things like that. Um, how did you, what are you, what is your company doing now? We are now, we're now in uh, August of 2020. Uh, COVID started around March in Norway, something like that. How, what are you doing with Intech now? How, what are you doing with your employees? How are you leading them out of COVID? Yes. Or through COVID? Yeah, I think, you know, we have gone from the survival state to the living part because, uh, as you know, the, the COVID is not going anywhere. So we need to learn to live with it. And, and because I think the whole world were in this survivor state and that is not a good state. So the living part is, you know, we are, uh, are picking up the projects, you know, the customers are are, they have also started living again partly and so we are we still have some that are um, on unpaid leave uh, but we see that you know especially here in Norway where there have been this stimulus from the government and and we um, I don't think we have I don't we I think Norway doesn't have this especially mass um, uh, fear uh, they no. are, we are, uh, you know, we are a bit like, uh, you know, we, so many people live in the country. So, you know, uh, we are, have a different way of uh, looking at things, which right. is now, uh, um, is a, is a strength. So we are positive to the future and also see this as an opportunity because, uh, automation and robotization will be even more relevant now moving forward because, you know, um, we see that, uh, you know, with our own country, we need to be more self-sufficient because, uh, you know, with when, when the COVID-19 shut us down, you know, everyone was running to the store to get knäckebröd uh, and toilet paper. <laughs> and, and even though, you know, and it's, it's very hard, you know, just to not go into this mass fear yeah. because, you know, I went to the store and I was thinking, I'm, an, I'm a normal person, I can behave. I cannot, you know, I can just take the things that I need. But, you know, everyone else was pick, uh, filling up their carts. And, you know, fear, at one fear, point I was thinking, fear, fear, I fear. need to do this too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You get, you get the virus gets you, yeah. right? Yeah, I got to do mm -hmm. yeah. um, 
I was telling you before we went started recording how last night I was in the store with my wife and there was a young girl who kept on jumping away from us saying, keep your distance away, keep your distance away. And fear has literally got a hold of her. But what you're saying is that where you guys are, your, your company is now, that you've gone beyond that. You're looking at opportunity. You're looking at what can we do now, right? You, you, you went through the fear, as you've been saying in all your examples, go through the fear yeah. and then come out the other side, which is what opportunities are there? Yeah. Where can we go? Yeah. yeah. And you still have people who are laid off and it's not okay, but that's part of what's going through now, but you're, everything's growing. You got, things are going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any other, I mean, incredible words of wisdom <laughs> you've been dropping throughout this whole thing for other leaders who, and, and you broke a different point. You're talking a lot about Norway, but a lot of people listening are yeah. in different countries and they're in massively different situations. What advice can you give, you give them? And some of them are stuck, surrounded by fear as well. Well, for me personally, I have been very, I'm, I think it's very important to not bring my fear onto others. Mm. By that I mean also my kids. Oh. Yeah, my kids, my husband or, or, or my employees. It's very important not to bring my fears on them because we, we individuals, we have all different fears and we get triggered in different ways. But it's like, um, you know, I'm a bit scared of lightning, thunder and lightning. Mm -hmm. So I have an example because uh, uh, when my children was a bit younger, I, I was alone with them and we and I and then it started this thunder and lightning and they had gone to bed I had put them to bed and it was like this awful thunder and lightning and they were sleeping through it and at one point I was going to wake them up and then I was asking myself because I was scared oh. and then I was asking why, why would you what why would you wake them up now yeah. Because I needed to be comforted. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, but, Mommy needs yeah. a hug. Wake but, up. But if I had gone through with that, you know, wake them up and said, oh, I'm, I'm so scared about You're they would be, yeah. they would be from that day scared of lightning and thunder. Hmm. Instead, I called my husband and said, no, I'm a bit scared now. And he could say, you know, it's going to be okay. And it will be over in 15 minutes, you know. Right, right. <laughs> You're a good mommy, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know that's a, that's a, that's a, like a simple example. But it's you know you shouldn't bring your fear onto others. Yeah, that is another. Try to solve your own fear. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful advice. I think we'll be coming back more. That was this has been really good. <laughs> Anita Hager, CEO of Intech Engineering in Office Norway. Very beautiful advice. Everybody come visit you. Not just for the beauty of the nature, not just for the engineering of the company, but I think we'll also spend some time with you and get some leadership advice. This has been fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Anita, thank you for your time. Thank you. And subscribe and listen to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or everywhere. Until the next time, take care. Bye for now.